Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue. This is Orion. How's everybody out there in Mafia land? We hope everybody's doing well. I'm sure they are. They would tell us if they weren't. Yeah. I hope everybody's (laughs) gearing up for Turkey Turkey Day coming up here in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to those who don't have like family or anywhere to go on Thanksgiving. Um, I know that like here we're doing a a Thanksgiving dinner at the bar Mm -hmm. for people who don't have anywhere to go. So unfortunately it's only 21 and up. Mm -hmm. But um, another organization here in town has teamed up with (laughs) HRC to do a Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner for everybody. So if you're under 21 here in Vegas, you can um, find out where that's at and go. Um, but like wherever you're at, I'm sure there's some place yeah. that has some place for you to go. So you know, look up where they're having free Thanksgiving dinners. Mm-hmm. I know in San Diego they have one at the center. It's called the Scott Carlson Dinner. It's mm-hmm. open to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy Transgiving to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, find yourself a place to go so you don't have to be alone on yeah. Thanksgiving. You know, nobody needs to be alone on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Not just Thanksgiving. I think that there's a lot of things that we. We as trans people can give thanks for, though. You know, we do, we live in a country that is paying attention to us, finally. Um, You know, some countries, uh, yes, there's still danger, there's still a death wish, but there are lots of changes happening, not necessarily laws, but through policy, which is amazing. Uh, Schools, um, entities, I know that there was a school, uh, a couple weeks ago I saw an article about them moving to gender-neutral outfits and a lot of there was about a lot of backlash i don't necessarily feel like well they they shouldn't i mean if people really want to wear skirts that's fine but i don't see if there's a problem as like across the board uniforms because it used to be you know skirts for skirts or pants for girls Mm -hmm. and then pants for boys and i'm like well if you're gonna have skirts for girls have skirts for boys if they want to wear it too like if they want to do it let them do it um you know uh, but that's the whole you know our binary system where it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting because, like, a government can't suppress the rights of somebody that they don't recognize. Right. Right? So right. here it's like, you know, they're coming with all these anti, anti-trans stuff, but at least they're recognizing we exist. Because yes. they would be trying to do that if they didn't recognize we exist, right? This is, this is a true honestly, story. I think they're this afraid of us. Story. I really do because, yeah. like, I don't. we have nothing to be afraid of. We don't go out and harm people or do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that they're not used to. And when society has some a segment yeah. of society that they're not used to, mm-hmm. they ostracize them and they try to wipe out their existence. Right. But at least to do that, they have to recognize first that we do exist and yeah. we are here. Yeah. But I'll switch gears real quick. I want to talk about um, conferences. There's a couple good conferences coming up. Mm, Um, One of them is Creating Change in Dallas, January. I want to say like the 15th to the 20th, somewhere around there. Um, My husband and I got picked to do a workshop, so I'm excited to go. But here's the kicker. Mm. This is kind of funny. So their registration fee for me as a presenter is $325 a person. So in order to go present at this conference, I have to fly myself there, pay for my hotel, pay for all my food, do a free workshop for them so that they can get people to pay to come, and then I have to pay? I have an issue with that. Yeah. Creating change in the National LGBTQ Task Force is huge. You know, I don't think that they should require their presenters to pay. Just my personal opinion. You're I, giving them yeah. content for all their other paid attendees. There are people that get paid to speak, but it's only like the the, the uh, keynotes, keynotes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you know. So, like, and if people can't afford to, and also having high the grant, they, you can apply for a scholarship, mm-hmm. but having such a high entrance fee really kicks out a big 
part of the population that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've noticed, because I have gone to Creating Change and I was able to do it because the school paid for me. Right. But on my own, going to a conference like that, because I, I would have to pay to get there. Yep. I have to pay to get in, then I have to pay for a hotel. Yep. And so, and food and everything else when I'm there, that's great for a business. That's like, you know, okay, well, we can charge all these entities, right. you know, money, businesses money because they can do this, but individuals going, unless they, you know, that's their big thing that they do. Right. I, I don't know. Like, it's almost like you don't even want to do it. Yeah. Um, I looked into getting a table there for us, for mm -hmm. Trans Mafia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the table mm -hmm. itself was like $850. Jesus. So you got to pay for the table, mm -hmm. you know, and then you got to pay to get in, mm -hmm. and then for the hotel. Mm -hmm. So that would have been over two grand. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how that's not taking the ad advantage mm -hmm. and how that's not opportunistic. Well, and where does the money go? It goes back to National LGBTQ Task Force and for the next conference, which right. is fine. Yeah. But the LGBTQ Task Task Force is a multi-million dollar, or right. I shouldn't say that, they're at least a million dollar uh -huh. organization. But so, where does their money go? I, you know what I'm saying? I know, like, I know. It's, it's <laughs> just, it, it frustrates me because like, I don't know, I, I just, well, I, I run a conference here called Genderfest, and I, last, the first year I started, I charged $75. Mm -hmm. But that $75 included lunch, a t-shirt, a goodie, all mm -hmm. three days. Right. Lunch and breakfast, a goodie bag, like all this stuff. So really, you made out like a bandit. Mm -hmm. And if you couldn't afford to pay, I just let you in. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, you can't pay, but you can't come in. A lot of conferences will, like if you volunteer there or, you know, whatever, they will, you know, pay for you to get in, even like Gender Odyssey. Well, and that's what doing a workshop is, it's volunteering for them, mm -hmm. for that conference. Mm -hmm. So even Gender Odyssey, you have to pay to get in there if you're doing a workshop. Mm -hmm. It's still like 225 bucks. And it, it, to me, you're kicking the knees out from your own community members that are coming to do these events for you. Because mm -hmm. if you didn't have us coming to do it for free, where would your programming be? Yeah. You wouldn't have any programming. We are not rich. Yeah. It's, you know? it's very unfortunate that like they have... And I, I feel like if they have lower prices, maybe they're doing it to like you know, weed people out because there are so many organizations. But then that means that the a lot of these places have to be huge nonprofits right. or like for profit. Right. Like that's the only way you can do this. And th that's more expensive than like pride booths. Yeah. It's more and, and then it makes it very elitist. Mm -hmm. So the only people that can afford to go are people that are elitist or that have a company. Right that they can write off. Right, and they can and afford $3,000 for one trip because it's close to what it amounts to, you know? So National LGBTQ Task Force, think about that. Mm -hmm. Think about all these people that can't come because they can't afford it or don't get the scholarships. And think about little nonprofits that want to come and, and gear and share their information with the trans community nationwide. Can't do that. That's, that's, that's a steep, steep cost. It, Very steep it cost. Is quite, is it, and putting on conferences, that it, they they do cost a lot. Right, they, they do. They do cost a lot, but but uh, I don't know that the conference. I mean, it does kind of take over the hotel. Right. Have they ever done one in Vegas though? Because no. we do this stuff all the time. No. It's a nice location no. for this kind. Of, I mean, this this place was made for those conventions. Last year was in Detroit. Uh -huh. This year it's in Dallas. So maybe they will come to Vegas one year. I think maybe. that they should. Yeah, it would be a lot. It's a lot cheaper and it's better set up for yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I might be there if I can afford to come. But that will be yet to be seen. So 
you know, and it frustrates me because I like to go to these conferences more, but the cost mm-hmm. is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I mean, some of them cost less, um, right. but yeah, I don't know. Right. It's 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 very it's disheartening to know that there are certain people that are just really taking advantage um, of of people's yeah. hard-earned money, and then if you're not with an organization that yeah. can afford to send you, then I guess you can't go. Right. So people that could and could make influence because they don't have the money. And just, again, with the elitist thing. Um, but I've been in, like, there were, there was, when I went, I went to the one in, in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very cool. Oh, that was cool. a good one, too. That was very cool. There was a lot of political stuff oh, that was yeah. going on. It was right at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of talk about that. But it was interesting because all the workshops for trans people... Mm-hmm trans any kind of trans stuff were on the outskirts and in the smallest rooms and some of those rooms were packed past capacity mm-hmm. like they had to tell people no we yeah. can't have any more people in uh, I hope after that they changed it a little bit because then they realized maybe they needed more room yeah. but this that was the first time that they really had to shut up and listen to trans people yeah um, so for those of you that don't know what Orion's referring to in 20 those 2050 I think it was in Denver mm, what, they stormed the stage mm-hmm. because it was a uh, queer I don't know if she was lesbian identified, but there was a young girl that had been the victim of a police shooting. Mm-hmm. And the community wasn't happy about how mm-hmm. that was being responded to. So they literally stormed the stage. Um, I think it was the mayor at the time was actually supposed to come speak, and he had to leave the building mm-hmm. because they were that furious. Again, I think it was the year after that, or maybe two years after that, happened in Chicago with the anti-Semitism in Chicago. Yeah. You know, so every year creating change, there's been some sort of racial or political issue that's been very, very polarizing one way or another. Right. And that's one. But it is called creating change. It is. Like it does that kind of stuff does does need to be talked about. It does. It does need to be talked about. Um, So I'm glad that they do that. You know, um, it, it gets kind of uncomfortable to a point because. It's like you don't know what kind of conversation you walk into, what mm-hmm. kind of a space you're going to walk into at a certain point. You don't know if you're going to be shut down at a certain point because you're not black enough, you're not white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you just kind of have to learn where your space is in those conferences. Yeah. You know? And um, sometimes there's not a lot of space for you in those conferences. Right. And as a mixed man, I don't go into the black caucuses because I'm looked at like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know? But it just is what it is. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to even subject myself to being stopped from going into a caucus or a workshop because I'm too white appearing. So well, I mean, I just, but I mean, it's knowing you know. knowing how you're taken, and and but that I don't know that that's necessarily right of people to do. But like, cause there's a lot of you know white passing fill in the blank people. Right. Um, but you know, it, that's very it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard because uh, people feel like their space is being infiltrated. Yeah. But. And so I can I can appreciate that. Like I've been invited to like these POC because I've had a lot of friends that are POC, and I've been invited to these like POC gatherings. And I'm like, you, you remember I'm not I'm not POC, right? right? Like I'm Jewish, and like I'm very accepting. Right. And but they'll invite me to like POC only, and they're like, oh yeah. I, I feel like that's a strange that puts me in a strange position because I have to like be like okay, but. I, What's going to happen is you see me a certain way, but I'm going to go in and everybody's going to look at me another way. Yeah. And it's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. And I don't want to be the person that makes people not talk about what they want to talk about because I'm, my presence is there. Yeah, and a lot of times for me, even if 
like, even if nobody says anything to me when I walk into like a, a people of color caucus, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just learned not to go because I still feel uncomfortable because everybody's looking at me like, why am I there? You know what I'm saying? So it's been a little bit frustrating for me because I would absolutely love to connect more with the black community, mm-hmm. you know, and with black activism and with people of color, but I'm just not allowed in that space because of how I appear. Right. And so I've just recognized that and as much as I yeah. don't like it, um, I've accepted it and I've, I've been very grateful for the space that I'm allowed into. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, there have been more, um, groups that talk about uh, biracialness or like triracialness mm-hmm. like most most people anymore are like more than one thing but they'll just cling to whatever they right. most identify with but that doesn't mean that they're only that one thing so right. I, I got sent a funny little blurb just to change tactics it's it's talking about the gender reveals that everybody does oh the one that got blown up no, Did no, you no, see no. That one? Yes. <laughs> There's been so many things. What about the plane crash one? That's what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ. No, but this is this is just a um something from like a Twitter a Twitter account. It says, if you're gonna do a gender reveal party, don't play coy with colored smoke or whatever. When you blow up that cake, I expect to see a giant sign that says, It's a penis. Showers of dicks raining down like confetti. You invite us here to celebrate genitals, Karen. You wanted this. So this is to me I was like rolling about this. Uh, first of all, the Karen comment because there's the Karen's. Um, but it's also this gender reveal stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. And I've talked about that over and over and over that like when you're asking what gender a baby is, actually mm-hmm. you're asking what genitals they have. Mm-hmm. That's you're not asking the gender. Yeah. That's why people in the store that insist on knowing what gender my child is. I'm like, "Why are you so worried about what's in my child's diaper? Are you a perv?" Mm-hmm. It's a toddler. The kid's too. Why do you care what's in my kid's diaper? Yeah. Why does it matter if they're a boy or a girl? They're but that's the whole we are so just Yeah. Like we're so engaged in this idea of pink and blue and gender and like it's like for every move that the trans community makes and I mean trans binaryness is like very very important mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a that's a, that's a majority of people but non-binary but, is very very important too mm-hmm. and they're getting neglected and left mm-hmm. behind in our movement and then they're getting like having issues with like the trenders and this kind of stuff where like like gender autism like the autism is not a gender like the stuff where like it's ridiculous and then those people get pressed and then the people who are like gender neutral gender fluid uh agender like they don't it's like it's misunderstood yeah it's like oh you're just choosing this and it's like no 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 you know but the three major segments in the in the trans underneath the trans umbrella quote so to speak, you know, you have your trans males, your trans females, and your non-binary, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we all kind of have the same issues, just mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are trans men who don't want to have top surgery, mm-hmm. don't care about what's in their pants, but they want to grow a beard and walk around with not binding. Mm-hmm. That makes it hard for other trans men, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are trans women who don't want to tuck, mm-hmm. who want to have full, full beard and walk around with makeup mm-hmm. and be referred to as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. So that makes it hard on them. And then yeah. in the non-binary, section of our community you have the same thing right where people are all over the board with their gender expression right. so it happens in all three mm-hmm. it's not just in the non-binary community and that's why trying to get people to understand because like 
it's it's everybody's expressing their gender so differently mm -hmm. that all being trans woman, trans trans man, or non-binary is is how you're comfortable with yourself and how you're comfortable right. identifying. It's not a specific presentation or anything like that. But I think what what scares like cis community and probably older trans folks and people who are binary in like very very strict ways yeah. is that they want to fit into the society well we have a flawed society and sometimes when things mm -hmm. are flawed you can't repair them it needs to be blown out of the water and i know that's a very radical viewpoint but like if a system's broken and it has tried to be fixed but it just hasn't been able to be fixed yeah. i mean our system is still not uh you know good for women yeah like only a hundred years being able to vote come on yeah, they had a... This is um, fucked up. Well, maybe it's over 100 now. I, I was talking to one of the, our, our trans elders the other day, um, somebody who's very popular in the community and mm -hmm. everybody knows. And she was talking about not understanding non-binary people and all this other stuff. And how. And then she said to me, she said, I didn't grow up, I didn't transition knowing non-binary and that's why I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, you grew up in the 50s and 60s, right? And she's like, yeah. I said, so you grew up being taught, I'm 90% sure, that segregation was okay and that black people were bad. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. I said, but now, are you on that same train of thought? And she's like, no. She goes, you know I'm married to a black woman and she's white. And I said, exactly my point. So if you, you, can, learned, if you, you can evolve around that, which is, you can evolve around this, you just have to be open to it instead of being so judgmental about it. Yes. I said, it's the same concept. Yes. I, ne I never thought about it that way. I mean, it, it is, but it isn't. Like, it's a good, it is, we historically, yes, have thought certain ways and have promoted those in, in this way and that way. And But so in that, I don't want to say that racism is the same thing as transphobia. Right. Um, no, it's very different, yeah, but the but parallels like the, are... The, yeah, the way society kind has, of has treated. But yeah, yeah, I would say it's very, very similar. But also that's coming from somebody who's white. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's frustrating for me because, like, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who's uh, having... And it's here in Las Vegas. Um, they're letting a, an organization host a transgiving. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it, the organization is HRC. Mm -hmm. I said, why are you letting HRC host your transgiving? Yeah. Well, because we don't have the money to do it, and they offered. I said, so basically you're selling your community out for money because they have the money we don't. Instead of them giving it to you and letting mm -hmm. you do it, they, want to, put their name they want to put they have to put their name on it. Well, and they'll do it how they want to do it. Right. That's the whole thing. Is that right. They won't just said, let you, you set it up and give yeah, you money. Yeah, I said, you're like, letting them tokenize you. Yeah. Well, I don't see it that way. I said, well, you can see it any way you want to, but that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I said, you're enabling them to do it, and you're part of the problem. Yeah. You need to stop doing that. But it's like I, I understand both sides of the coin is because, like, that is a big organization that does get money, but when they give out money they're like but but make sure everybody knows that we that we gave it to you if you start actually doing things that are like that are good for the trans community and actually like start promoting the trans community like it needs to be promoted mm -hmm. it would be a different story yeah. if they would actually fucking follow their words yep and start actually doing this and actually hire hire trans people mm -hmm. to put on trans events yep and i they do i know that they do have some trans people that they do employ but it's like you don't really hear from them why can't they do a trans gala every year specifically only for the trans community 
And all that money that gets divvied up, donated to, to all these different little trans organizations. That'd be amazing. Not the big ones, not mm -hmm. like NCTE, nothing against them, mm -hmm. but bigger organizations get bigger money easier, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All these little grassroots organizations that we have, mm -hmm. we need more trans justice fundings. We and need more people to help give us money. Honestly, we don't need them to step up and co-op our leadership and take our ideas yeah. and put their thumbprint on it and then say, oh, look at the poor trans community, look what we did for them. But that's that's a larger larger um, entities, and I know like with the LA LGBT Center, that's kind of what happened. Where like there was there was a youth program that they kind of like glommed on because mm -hmm. they were like, well, we can get funding, we can get the grants, you know, let's work together. So part of me understands like wanting to glom on, and like the. LA LGBT Center hasn't always had the best reputation right. and hasn't always been good to youth mm -hmm. and the trans community, but at least they're trying. And that what they did is they're like, okay, we will help support you. You can have your events here. You can have your stuff here. You guys run it. Right. So yes, the center would be like, we're hiring people, but it, the people who run the youth program so that would make sense we're like okay so you are you can be a branch off of us mm -hmm. but you keep your name you run it how you want and if there's issues we'll have a talk but right. it that's what needs to happen yeah you take care of your own funding we'll give you right. the space yeah. yeah because trans people on their own do not make a majority of money in the world and people do not want to necessarily uh, give to the organizations and sometimes with the trans community because of I don't know I don't know if I want to say this I may take it out but I know like with the trans community like there's been a lot of fraud oh yeah in the trans community uh, there was one organization where trans women were working there and a lot of the women stole a bunch of the target gift cards mm -hmm. to go but buy that happens shit. in the LGB community too yes it does yes, it happened it does. more rapidly in the LGB community I mean, I've There's seen, just more access and especially stuff, nonprofit, because yeah. it's easier to steal and harder accountability, you know. And look, yeah. like the hard truth is, like I run, I run a small nonprofit mm -hmm. here, you know. And Orion's on my board, and we're very, very grassroots. We basically have nothing to work with. Mm -hmm. We're starting from scratch. But I will never, ever, ever take a penny for anybody who has ever done anything transphobic, unless they've made serious amends. Mm -hmm. Serious, like the H, like, like yeah, like UFC. I'll never take a penny from UFC. I don't yeah. care. They can tell me they're transphobic, trans friendly till they're blue in the face. Yeah. You have to let us sit in and do a, a, yeah. a trans one on one with and you. And it can't just be, and it can't right. just be parents of trans kids who like have done research online right. and now they know everything. Like about I, trans. I will, Ugh. I would fight against taking money God. from HRC if my board voted to do it. I would do it but I have serious issues with taking a penny from them because it's not just, here you go, we want to help you. There's always strings attached to it, you know? And I'll, it's funny, I'll never forget, we went to an HRC uh, gala in San Diego before mm -hmm. we moved, mm -hmm. and um, the tickets were given to us, and the guy that gave us the tickets said, make sure y'all get a couple pictures taken. And I didn't think anything of it. Me right. and Owen were thinking, what the? They want to make sure that trans people were seen at HRC, mm -hmm. at the gala. Yeah. You know, so we made sure that they were seen all right because when they um, mispronounced and misgendered a couple of the teens that had committed suicide that mm -hmm. year, we literally flipped the table and we walked up and walked out. Yeah. Literally, because I'm like, you're gonna sit up there and miss, you don't even know who these kids are and you use them as tokens. That's when I was done. It's, I mean, I can understand them wanting pictures because they're revamping, but it's like, then it's like, what do you do when they keep fucking up? They need to ask trans people to like about this like like everybody else freaking quality check your shit like 
make sure you're saying the right things. Well, and that's what people keep saying. Well, that was in the past. They're trying to do better. They're trying to do better. They're trying to do better. Well, I haven't seen that. Right. I haven't seen that when they endorsed a, a senator who endorsed yeah. a, a sexually assaultive uh, Supreme Court Justice, Kavanaugh, who yeah. then turned around and voted and put in the transmilitary ban. Yeah. I mean, HRC has, has a direct effect in how that all happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're a big entity. It would be nice if they used their um, power for good rather than evil. But, you know, we can't It'd be nice them. if they wouldn't let money drive their, drive their goodwill. Yeah. You know, it's all about how much you give them, and they'll give you an endorsement. Yeah. But I mean, there is this kind of, like, existing and non-existing. Um, Freaking Trump Jr. is going around touting his book, which is just, I'm sure he didn't even actually oh, write it. Oh, did you hear it. what he did on The View? Uh-uh. Oh, my tell. God. They chased him off The View almost because he was going on this rant about trans athletes, and they shut him down. And that's what's also in his book, a rant about mm -hmm. the trans community. Well, this is the whole thing. He rants about the trans community, but he also says, well, you know, we're building people. And uh, he's like, well, yeah, I think that there should be one bathroom for everybody because it costs more to make two bathrooms. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, on our side, but not on our side. Like, it's just like, it's always about the bottom line. And this is, that's the problem is like when we have everything about the bottom line, you know, people are going to get fucked over. Mm -hmm. And okay, the, if, if that is the reason that you need to make one big bathroom for everybody, by all means do that. Yeah. But, ugh, okay. Yeah. I just, well, I, I, I got into an argument this week with somebody that um, we have, a, I call it the fake center here. Mm -hmm. um, but the fake center here is not transphobic because they have a gender neutral bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm yeah like, that doesn't wipe away all the no, transphobia. That doesn't mean anything. Like, anybody, any place can have a gender-neutral bathroom if they choose to. You know, they were able to do that because the building that they had, they had to rehab anyway. So really, don't give them a pat on the back for something they should be doing anyway. That's actually really awesome. And that, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really glad that, that that has happened and that is one of the first in the country. And I know that, that was very, very cool. That doesn't dismiss all the other stuff that's going on. Right, right. Like they're what? not. Yeah, they're not handicap accessible. We had an employee. There was an employee there who was in a wheelchair, and somebody had to be at the front door every morning to open the door so they could get in the building. Uh, it's just little stuff like that. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny when we go to, like these conferences and stuff. And we think about that. You have to make sure that the hotel is okay with you putting gender neutral signs over all the mm -hmm. bathrooms and mm -hmm. you know i guess it was a stink this year because at the um honorarium for the fake center here they didn't they had they had boys and girls they didn't have signs over mm -hmm. but that wasn't that wasn't transphobic yes when you don't think about things like that mm -hmm. that is absolutely transphobic to the community yeah it's you know but um that's just the type of stuff that you know yeah we need to think of um I just wanted to bring up, there is a new photography book. It's called Butterfly, and mm. it is uh, about or pictures of um, trans people in Cuba. Really? Which I feel like is very, like, kind of amazing. Um, because we don't really hear about Cuba a lot, but, but Cuba does have, like, a thriving trans population. Yes. And they're actually very uh, accepting. Yes. Um, so I think that that's very interesting. I think it's awesome. I think supporting that kind of artwork is, yeah. Yeah, there was so. a great book that was put out a while back by a trans man named Lauren, uh, Lauren Cameron, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it was called Body Alchemy. 
Mm. And just amazing pictures of trans people and mm. all different phases of transition. It's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, portrait book or photography book of just nothing but trans bodies and celebrating mm. them. You know, I think it's really, really cool. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, um, I don't know who people are like leaning towards in this presidential race, but it doesn't really matter. Vote. Vote blue, preferably. Very heavily blue. You know, and for me, it's hard because like there's a lot of these candidates I don't like. But the bottom line is, whoever wins the Democratic primary is who I'm voting for. Yeah. To get now that, especially now that what's his name, that guy from Bloomberg is thinking about running, mm -hmm. he's just a mini Trump. He's right. not quite as bad as Trump, I don't think. It's pretty much. The but same. I don't want to take the chance. So. Yeah. Uh, it's actually I'm glad you brought up voting. Um, there is something that's a little bit troubling. I know that recently a trans woman was asked to produce ID in a state where she did. She wasn't supposed to have to produce ID. I, I kind of feel like mm, I, producing some kind of form of ID to mm -hmm. vote is good because anybody could just say, oh, I'm whatever. Right. Um, but that's a problem um, there is an issue when we go into voting places where you're supposed to like write down your address and it's kind of there on view for everybody mm -hmm. and that is a can be a problem because people do get stalked and they do get like followed and that can be very scary for people I'm not sure what to do about it I think that that needs to change mm -hmm. um, but I, I think one of the best ways to change that again is actually be someone who's there mm -hmm. uh, taking in, you know, volunteer for it. Actually, I think it is actually paid. You pay to sit and check people in to do voting. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be great if a bunch of trans people did, a bunch of queer people did it. Um, show show your, and then treat people the way they should be treated. Yeah. So white men should be treated like shit. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, kind of. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if, if more trans people would like engage that way, engage politically, because you can whine and bitch about how nothing's changing unless, but you got to do something. You got to show up. Mm -hmm. You got to show up. You can't just whine and bitch in your own house and be like, I don't understand why nothing's changing. No. And just sharing shit on Facebook or just having like a, a video blog is not necessarily going to change how things are actually done. Mm -hmm. Policy-wise, no, it's not how it's done. No, we got to speak up. We got to get the vote out. Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you don't vote, then sorry, but you don't have a reason to complain or bitch. Like, you know, get out and vote Democrat, vote blue. And we got to get rid of this, this Agent Orange in office we're, because... We're voting for you? Yes, vote blue. <laughs> Rock blue. All right, we will see you again next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Yes, everybody out there in Mafia Land, I hope you have an amazing week. And uh, drop us some information. Drop us some uh, stuff you want to talk about. Uh, and we'll do it for sure. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Bye for now.